Hi, I'm former Seattle Seahawk quarterback Rick Meyer, and when I'm in the mood for some good pasta and some good old-fashioned jack-off session, I head to Rain, Rain City Jacks, Italy. I'm not really into any kind of feces-related imagery whatsoever. One of these guys has a massive dick. Is that Jeff Fahey? Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I'm Brian Beckner. I host the thing. Thank you very much for joining us for episode 135 of the program. As always, I let you know how to reach out. We got some good correspondence to get to this week, and I like it when you guys Come back to us with your feedback on the show, with your ideas, most of them bad. It's okay, though. I like to hear from you. Uh, Best way is via email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. You can also send us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS is the voicemail number. We've got some new blood on the voicemail today, which is exciting. Um, As always, I tell you, go to Facebook and like our page on Facebook, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. That way you can have conversations there that you don't necessarily have here. Um, A lot of Harambe love going on on our Facebook page right now. We've got the guy that ran on the field at the Monday Night Football game. He's there. So stuff like that that we see. Uh, we post there so we can have conversations there on Facebook, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Uh, I noticed, I went to our iTunes the other day, and I noticed we have like 60 uh, iTunes reviews, which is okay. It's decent. But we get, we have many, 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 many more than 60 listeners. Many more. Hundreds more. Thousands more. Um, it would be nice to have at least a hundred reviews on iTunes. So just go to iTunes right now. As you're listening to this, you're not doing anything. You're not mowing the lawn. I mean, you might be mowing the lawn. When you're done mowing the lawn, don't injure yourself with the mower, but go inside, get on your computer, your phone, go to iTunes, find the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, subscribe to the show, rate the show, five-star rating, and then leave a review. Hey, Really love that Ed Daly guy. Hey, Brian Beckner, don't talk so much. Stuff like that. Fancy sauce. All the all the usuals. Jason Stewart comes on. You could talk about him. Point is, leave a review. That helps us get even more popular. Along those lines, a, a, another way you could help us get even more popular is by going to patreon.com slash theballerlifestyle and making a financial contribution to the show a contribution of your choosing you cannot possibly give too little and you certainly could not possibly under any circumstance give too much patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle joining me now everyone loves him he's in hoboken it's it's getting to be fall so he's probably really excited it's getting there's a little chill in the air he's probably got a sweatshirt on he's wearing his jeans he's really excited about it i'm sure of course i'm talking about ed daly ed how are you <laughs> uh it's still it's still in the 70s and 
you know, it's, I think it even reached like 90 last week. Uh, I do love the fall, but I love like mid to late fall. Not, not early fall is, is fucking summer. Well, uh, it's, yeah, usually you're right, except for here on the West Coast, we had an extremely mild summer, Ed. It barely ever cracked 90 degrees, and usually right now, September is usually the hottest month of the year here in Southern California. Not the case? It rained today, Ed. Water fell oh, when I I, I know how, you, how well uh, people in California handle the rain. That's right. When I was leaving for work this morning, I looked out my back door, and, I, and uh, the ground was all wet, and I could see that droplets had fallen from the sky and Thoughts landed and on the ground. Yes, it was awful. Normally, I get my car washed on Tuesdays. I had to cancel the guy that washes my car. Because water, you get your car washed once a week? Well, every week, a guy comes what? to my office and washes my car. He washes everybody's car. And <laughs> I've had to, I had That's to call him. And, well, you wash it once a week? Yeah, once a week. I maybe well, drive you, my car once a week. Well, yeah, it's a different, different culture there. But you know what I do? Sometimes one, one week I'll drive my car, and then the next week I'll drive Fancy Sauce's car. So every other week. Oh, okay. All right. Well, at least we're not overdoing it. I alternate cars. The point is, is that water was falling from the sky today. Um, Um, And it's, it's not, it is not still summer here. Hang in there. I know it's hard. We're we're pulling for you. Uh, I have two, well, I have a recommendation and a anti, what do you call like an anti-movie recommendation? Um, A stay away. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Thumbs down. So the thumbs up is Hell or High Water. Uh, oh, I, I want to see that. That's fucking good. Jeff Bridges is always good. He's, he's awesome. amazing. He's and great. He's play, and he's playing like, you know, the, the crusty Texas yes. sheriff or whatever the fuck he is. The, the Tommy Lee Jones role. Yeah, but he plays... That's the thing. I don't like Tommy Lee Jones. I, I know that we're supposed to just think he's a good actor. I feel like he's just a dick. I mean, like... Yeah. I don't know sort about of, real life, but I'm saying he plays the same dick, like sort of a one trick pony, right? Like Jeff Bridges is likable, crusty. Like when he was in True oh, Grit, yeah. he's a likable, crusty guy. Well, like, here's the different. thing about Jeff, Jeff Bridges: he's beautiful. Yeah, he's, he's so handsome. Yeah, he tries to he mucks it up with with facial hair and stuff, but he he's, tries he, deep down. He's he's pretty dreamy. Great and looking. speaking of dreamy, Chris Pine, he's got those bedroom uh, eyes. Yes, but that he, movie's also got that that creepy Ben Foster in it. Right, he plays awesome. a great creep. He plays yeah. the younger Philip Seymour Hoffman roles. Younger totally. creep. Yeah, good point. And it has like a Western-style pacing and everything. It's good. Uh, <clears throat> a movie not to watch. Uh, for years, I've heard, this is the greatest movie of all time. And I saw when I was just going through the TV guide, you know, uh, the guide button i saw that citizen kane was on i was like you know what i'm gonna record it and then one of these days i'll watch it and this was like a year ago yes this is interesting to me and finally i was like fuck it i'm I'm, i was doing some work and i was like you know what i'll just put this on see how it goes and it it might be the worst movie of all time like really fucking it was terrible. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Like, I get movie making seventy years ago or whatever it was. Right. Is is is, is going to be limited, but you know, as corny as it's a wonderful life is, there's a plot that you can follow. Jimmy sure. Stewart. Jimmy Stewart is a good actor. 
like a quality actor. How about like uh, Rear Window, uh, Hitchcock movies? Yeah. There's Psycho. You mm-hmm. can have some movies that are good back then. They're just not as well made and everything. This was terrible. It was it was uh, supposed to be the life of William Randolph Hearst. Right. But they, which the guy lived an interesting life. They seem to not take any of the good parts. And it's like, I know, like, Orson Welles, this is his only movie. He wrote it and yeah, directed it. And it's just a bunch of shots, like like the camera set up at people's kneecaps, looking up at them. It was, it was terrible. It was, it was a, sli- a boring slice of life of a rich asshole. It was terrible. Fuck him uh-huh. and his sled. It was a terrible movie. I would say Avatar was a better movie than fucking Citizen Kane. Well, that's Avatar. I will for sure never see. I've never you seen Avatar. You should not would, see it. It's terrible. I would, ne- I would never see Avatar. That's not. That's not on the playlist for Brian. But I think it was just yesterday. I don't. Somebody said something on the radio as I was driving in the morning about Citizen Kane, and I thought to myself, I am never gonna see Citizen Kane. I've never seen it. Well, I, I just mentioned it that there's no point in seeing it. It's terrible. Yeah, I don't I don't think that I'm ever going to see that movie. And now based on your recommendation, I'm for sure I'm never going to see it. So, fuck Citizen Kane. That's a that's a thumbs down and the, the opposite of a recommendation from Ed Daly. Ed, we we we're talking somebody I think it was our our buddy Pete Shalitsky. He okay. reached out last week and he was talking about um shaming and and phrases that we could do away with and mm-hmm. I've, i heard one i've heard it a couple times this week and it really makes my skin crawl it's the it's the term and it's overused in sports it's the phrase crap the bed or Shit some variation yes some variation of that and i just want it i just want to put it out there I'm not really into any kind of feces-related imagery whatsoever, and it really, really makes me uncomfortable when someone uses that in terms of like a team that played badly, they crapped the bed. It really makes me uncomfortable, and I hate it, and I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm done. I don't want it's, – it's, we need it out of the lexicon. There's too many cliches in sports anyway. Let's get rid of this one, crap the bed. What do you think? I mean I'm fine with getting rid of it because I never use it, uh, but it doesn't bother me that much. It's just – yeah, I don't use it. It's not. It's it's not very good. I hate um, it. I hate so it. So if you so hate much. it, I'm fine. I'm out on that fucking word. Good. Hate it. Uh, okay. And then here is the here's the other thing. Here's my rec. Well, it's not a recommendation. It's I'm going to recount something. Last night, mm-hmm. I I went and saw Patton Oswalt do comedy, and this I is a treasure. He's a treasure. I fi- I happen to find him so funny and interesting. And, and I'm not, I'm not a nerd. Like I'm not into the comic book thing or whatever, but I just, this guy looks at things from a a different perspective, which I respect. And it makes you think to listen to him talk. He's almost more like along the lines of Louis CK or George Carlin. He's more of a philosopher. He's not just standing up there giving you dick jokes, but it was, it was his first set that he's done since his, the passing of his wife. How, how emotional was it? Was like... he was he was probably less emotional than a lot of us who were watching him because he kind of got up and you could tell you know he hadn't been on stage in a while and so he kind of got up and he start he had the notebook um, you know you could tell he was gonna it was a Monday night so right. it was a little He's different work, working things out yeah you knew he was gonna be working things out and so he came out and then he just kind of started and we're in Orange County 
you know, strong Republican stronghold. So he started with, uh, did a lot of his Trump stuff. And then he was just sort of doing crowd work. Like he, you could tell he wanted to give people a show and then also sort of get used to being back on stage. And then, but then at some point he's like, well, I got to talk about it. Right. He's like, it's, if I don't talk about it, you know, it's just, you guys are all thinking about it and I'm the guy that didn't talk about it. So of course I got to talk about it. And then, and then he went into talking about, you know, being very funny in discussing his grief and his daughter and, you know, taking her back to school and just sort of all like the little things and just, just, you know, this sort of, how depressed you become and just what, you know, what life is like when you, when you suddenly lose a spouse and he, you know, he was very together and he got a couple standing ovations and it was just, I mean, it took a lot of fucking, I, I know that's his, his trade and that he's a comic and that's what he does. Yeah. But, but that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, such a hard task yeah, his, to try to be he, funny. I mean, it, it's right. still somewhat recent. What, like late he, spring? Yeah, he said it had been four. He said it had been four months and seventeen days since she died, and you know he got a couple of standing O's, and it was just it was a, a really really cool experience, and I'm just rooting for that guy. He's a cool guy. I have a uh, a funny Pat Oswalt story when I was uh, I'll sometimes just put on shuffle of all my music on my phone. In the car, yeah, and I, I, I have comedy albums on there. Mm-hmm. And, but for the most part, when you hear like people clapping or something, I know to look and make sure I can skip ahead when my kids are in the car. Not kid friendly. Yeah, he went and he's not a dirty comic. No, but he was making. He has a whole routine about how so much creepier the dubbing is on movies on like airplanes and stuff when there's dirty talk and his, yeah. And so he starts the routine. He goes. I want to fuck the shit out of you. My kids, like the the boys, exploded in the back. And then he goes, he he starts off the routine by saying stuff like that. And then he's like, I want to put the flim flam in your zim zam. He's like, that's way more creepy. And like he does this whole routine. But the first things he said is, I want to fuck the shit out of. And so my eight year old has been saying that a lot this summer. What? He'll just say that, and I'm like, you can't say it. You can't. I understand. Like, it's funny. You cannot say it. He doesn't know the context. He doesn't know yeah, anything more than that line. Yeah. But I'm like, you you can't say it. And it, it's not, I mean, he knows that he's doing it to get a rise out of me. It's not like he goes up in the grocery store and tells ladies he wants to fuck the shit out of him. But it's come up so much in my life. So Pat Oswalt has uh, directly corrupted my kids. Uh, okay, let's get into the email uh, before we. Oh, I'm on. sorry. One other yes. quick thing. Yeah, let's do it. There have been, being the the week the anniversary of uh, 9/11, and there are a few more incidents of people uh, doing some sort of anniversary related thing, commercials, and and uh, Walmart put up like Coke cans to look like the. Trade Center to ask like I saw that. Was that real? I I just I assume that couldn't be real. I think it's real, but it's it's just like we've talked about when people try to bring up Hitler in conversations, like when they're praising his leadership. Like there's just a couple things. Like just you're not clever enough to pull this off. Like just just leave it alone because there's gonna be somebody who's pissed off and you're gonna get in trouble. And this this happens every year. Every year at the 9-11 anniversary, somebody like tries to say something profound and they come across as idiots. It's amazing how people like they just can't get out of their own way. Yeah, that's great. The only the only um 9-11 or World Trade Center reference that I can't get enough of is when people um get 
find out about the Biggie Smalls reference blow up like the World Trade from the, and they think that he was prophesizing about the right. World Trade Center bombing, not that not realizing that he's referencing the earlier attempt to <laughs> to blow up the world. That that's that's one I can't get enough of. But yeah, you just can't. It's the it's the greatest tragedy that's ever happened in this country. Arguably, just, just leave it alone. It's not. It, yes. it, you're not going to be clever enough to pull it off. No. That's exactly right. Okay, email. Ballers. So, need some help here. Really confused and need some answers. The show is down with saying, quote, Maxim Box. What? I don't recall saying that. Yet, not okay using the most common term for describing an attractive lady. Quit the shit and let's take back smoke show. Bro hug, (laughs) your dear friend. This, this is walk. This is Paul Walkoff HBP trolling me. He knows I hate that term. Now, now that I've announced that I've, I'm, I don't want to hear crap the bed anymore. He's going to find some reason to get that into an email. <laughs> no to smoke show and no to crap the bed. Those are both on my list. And Maxim Box. What? What? I think I, I, I think I said that like ironically. Like I, well, I said it like trying right. to be outrageous at right. one point, and he's keyed in. On it. it wasn't like Jay Stew who just says that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I just I said Mac the Box sounds like something that took place in a mid '90s totally uh, movie, like a like trying to be over the top outrageous. Yes. Like yes. after American Pie, they're like, all right, let's just ratchet it up and have these guys just be sex fiends. Like there were about fourteen but, movies like that, right? R-rated comedies. Okay. Next one. Ed, this mm-hmm. is exciting because okay. we talked about this last week and I was, I was really excited to make it happen and, and it's, it's been sent to us. Gents, since Brian misplaced with an asterisk, the asterisk is sent to spam folder along with every email solicitation of turtleneck sweaters, gloves, and medallions anonymous, my original file, I'm sending another newer, faster, stronger version. Enjoy. Time for another episode of Daily's Choice. Oh. Hit it. That's right. It's everybody's favorite game, Daily's Choice, now with its own original theme music. (laughs) I like it. Ed, it's time. And for people that aren't in the know, and how could you not? Because it's one of the most popular games in the country. This is a game. This is a hypothetical game where there are two gentlemen celebrities using urinals there's an available urinal it happens to be right between the two celebrities or known people ed daly walks up to the middle urinal he only has a brief moment to glance at one of their penises who does he choose Mm. round one election round eric trump versus donald trump jr I can barely tell these guys apart. They both look like slugs to me. They're both very sallow looking. I believe Eric Trump is the blonder one and D- Donald Jr. is the darker haired one. They both have a slick back hair do. Um, Ed, do you have a, a choice? Who would you, what is Ed Daly's choice? Well, I think, and again, I'm not sure which one is which. I think Eric, he looks like one of those Copies of a copy, 
You know, like yes. it's just like a, each each one, like it's a little bit off, and he mm-hmm. looks like that movie Multiplicity where uh, uh, Keaton, Michael Douglas, uh, Keaton, um, like it keeps getting a little bit off each time. Like that's the way it goes with those guys. I this is a tough one because I, I mean I guess I would like to look at the this the slower looking one just because right. you know you never know what's going on with those guys. But that's Donald Jr. Or is it Eric? I don't They're know. Pretty slow looking. Yeah, like they just look like copies of a copy of Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I mean, it brings up this election without getting political. I'm just so sick of hearing about it. And I was thinking, uh, or my buddy brought it up yesterday, that we don't live in a like remotely close to being a swing state. Like. There's nobody advertising to New Jersey. It's already been wrapped yeah, same up. Same here. Yeah. But if you were, I mean, I'm sick of this discussion. And if you're in Ohio, every commercial break, every your mail every day, like it's it's got to be nonstop. Or Florida, yeah. I bet. You know, whatever the swing states are, you are getting hammered. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm so tired of it. But you know, if I had to pick, I'm gonna take the 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 blonder one. The 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 slowest looking one. Eric, yeah, it's a tough choice. Uh, I would, I will say this. Um, Donald Jr. has a pretty hot wife with some, like those big, like fake Florida titties. She's got that real Florida tan blonde look to her. And obviously, like she's, this isn't, she's not attracted to this Donald Trump Jr. physically. So I would have to, I would like to see what she's got to suffer through. Although I think they both have kind of hot wives. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's bad logic there. Okay, next one. Round two, the asshole round. Martin Shkreli. Shkreli versus... Concordia captain Francesco Chatino. He he's the guy that crashed a cruise ship and trying to wait, trying to impress his girlfriend and killed a bunch of people. Yeah, what was the what was he trying to do? He was trying to like get real close to land to to I don't know to in some I guess that that's a way to show off in the cruise ship captaining world. I'm not really exactly sure. Um, but then he, and then as soon as he ran aground, he, like a good captain, jumped off the ship and left immediately. <laughs> yeah, that was more of a negligent thing. Um, right. I mean, yeah, he, he's obviously guilty and, and, and people died, so he's, he's terrible, but I couldn't pick that guy out of a lineup. Um, no, I wouldn't know him either. But this Screlly guy, guy, this yeah. Screlly guy is one of the all time pieces of shit. He, Huge. He's trying hard to be a villain. Totally. And I, I've known. I mean, we've all known these people. There's some people that like they they get off being the uber asshole. And That's I saw right. speaking of Patton Oswalt like two days ago. He started yeah. coming at Patton Oswalt saying, "You're not funny. You're not successful. I'm way more successful than you." All this stuff. And I mean, Patton Oswalt just destroyed him. There. Of course. I mean, it was He's much smarter. And he said, you know, like at the end of their all like 20 back and forth exchange, he said, <laughs> Oswald's like, thanks for letting me bat you around like a turd in a, in a litter box. <laughs> so you're looking at Shkreli's. Yeah, his ugly, that ugly, guy. wiry dick. I want to see it. Yeah. And I'm going to point yeah, and he's laugh. Got a, like he's a bad <laughs> dude. He deserves to be laughed at. Yeah, he's got a gross dick for sure. Now, this Shkreli guy. 
I thought he got like arrested for Ponzi scheming people. Is he out on bail or what's the deal with that? I thought he was like going to go to prison. I wonder if it's just he's still awaiting trial. I think that happened around Christmas. Uh, okay. So yeah, yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Okay. But uh, he's uh, gross. Okay. And round three, the insufferable know-it-all round, American hero, Neil deGrasse Tyson versus Montreal, Quebec, Canadian ingrate, Alex Trebek. Who you got, Ed? NDT or that French-speaking mustachioed Alex Trebek? One of these guys has a massive dick. And I'll, I'll, let's see who you think has the massive dick. Someone who's arrogant and bragging about how he can tell you what would happen if the Star Trek Enterprise crashed into a ja- vat of jello, or a dude who's 70 years old and somebody robs his hotel room and he runs after him naked and apprehends the uh, yeah. robber. That's fucking Alex Trebek. The dude is yeah. a man. And I, He's a man, I man. dig his arrogance. I dig it. I'm, I'm looking at that giant French Canadian hammer. Yeah. Alex Trebek. Well, we know you and your love of Jeopardy. <sighs> love it. And I, I'll say this. Who's the smart one? The astrophysicist or the guy that makes $10 million a year working roughly a month of time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he really, they, they bang out like the week's worth of shows yeah, in I think a day. They do, yeah, I think they do a week a day. Knock him out. He goes, I think he goes to LA. He works like six weeks or something. And you know what Knocks he also out. has added like more and more over the years is like he'll ask a question on Italy and he's having yeah. the producers pick up the tab so he can like stand on a bridge in oh, Venice and be up. like, <laughs> it'll be like, up. so in Italy, uh, you know, they what is the... Uh, or it'll be like this is this is where pasta originated in this is Naples villa and and then and then like that's it there that's the is. only reason why he had to be on a bridge in, in fucking Venice. What happened to the crew clue? The clue crew. Yeah, uh, they had that clue crew that would run around to these places. They'd be like here they in Mor- they, here in Morocco. Right, they still exist, but now it's like. Hi, I'm inside the, uh, you know, the Los A- I'm I'm at the La Brea Tar Pits, and he's going to, like, <laughs> Italy. <laughs> uh, that's great. Trebek's uh, the man. Oh, he's the man. Okay. Well, that, of course, that was another round of Daily's Choice sent to us by our very own Rights of Bill. Right. Daily's Choice. It's a choice I made. Okay, Ed, it is time. This is a sports talk show. Tell me, what do we need to know? What is happening in the world of sports? Well, this this weekend's Army-Rice game had a bit of a delay between the first and second quarters. As it turned out, the Army mascot is a a mule, and it took a huge shit in one of the end zones. Mm -hmm. And it took them many minutes to clean it up. What? Uh, yeah, it was it was mountainous. Uh, but Brian, I got two questions. It's 2016. Why are we still using live mascots? And two, considering the game was Army versus Rice football, wouldn't the presence of mule shit in one of the end zones add a lot of needed intrigue to the game? 
That's a great point. Uh, yeah, I mean, mule shit, horse shit, cow shit, it's just chewed up grass. I mean, yeah, it's got a bit of an odor to but, it. But yeah, it is rather grassy. Yeah, it's just grassy shit. You know, and it, it's, hey, the fucking goalposts used to be in the front of the end zone. Oh, yeah, there's some old footage of guys just getting crushed. Yes, like I, a little mule shit. Also, like nobody had a shovel. I feel like if you're tending a mule, you should ha- you should be ready to have some shit because my daughter rides horses. And yeah. I'll go with her to watch her ride her horses, and she'll get a, she'll ride a horse, and a horse will just have a shit right there in the middle of the ring. Like uh, yeah, they don't care. Did did they ever shit in the Olympics? That would probably be pretty oh, funny. Sure, they do. I mean, the the marathon, the the race walker shit himself and continued the race. Of course, the horses are going to. <laughs> That's true when they're doing that horse dancing, a terrible what, horse dancing what, event. What, what's what's going on with a mule? It's a it's a horse and a donkey. Yeah, yeah. There's some. Uh, What's Inter interspecies stuff. What, it's what like a strong that? horse, pointy like a, ears. A, right. It's like but, a, but I don't understand why they need to have that thing. Their nickname is the Knights. Oh yeah, I don't get that either. They should have a guy in a suit, a Tommy Trojan. Yeah, but it, it's just the the live mascots. I mean, Ugga's cool and all, but you know, mm, the, but they're all I mean, inbred, and the, those poor right. dogs are just falling apart. But then, like, Tennessee has that sad-looking dog, like this wiry-looking... Uh, oh, I don't know what that is. The Volunteers. Smokey. Smokey the, yeah, the Volunteers, yeah. they don't need to be Smokey the dog. No. It's a, like, sad-looking dog. But, like, L- overall, like, these other mascots are massive. That fucking buffalo, he doesn't want to be running around with guy, with yeah. male cheerleaders. Like, leave him but alone. That's, that's it's cool-looking. Bad-ass. It's very badass, that's... but it's... I, read, I saw one of those specials. It's probably that... Bryant Gumbel show that makes you feel bad about watching any yeah. sports. And yeah. like they talked about real sports. All of these fucking animals are just miserable. Yeah, they have shitty lives. Like that tight ty- the LSU Tiger. Mike the Tiger. Mike I'm, the Tiger. That's I've a seen pretty his, shitty life. Yeah, I've seen his his uh whatever they call it. What what do they call them? Like the habitat, whatever. Yeah. And you know, it's cool looking at a big, beautiful tiger, but what a bummer. He's just got a bunch yeah. of Louisiana students pointing at him, and he just sits there. Like, what, how is that fun for him? He wants to get out there and hunt. Right. He's, you know, it's we, we're, we're realizing as we, with the whole SeaWorld thing, that, like, keeping wild animals in captivity, especially Apex predators like tigers, and also whales, by himself, bears. Yeah, he, he can't just, even just have buy, sex. Yeah, no one to fuck. No, can't hunt. He just has at to least, sit there and wait till you throw some. Leave the doors open like one day during finals. Like maybe, yes, maybe, exactly. maybe it's while you're in your chem test and you never notice. Right. Well, maybe it's not, and you better get running. Start, start huffing it. Keep you on your your feet. I agree. Uh, Ed, this next story. This really freaked me out. And this is the kind of thing I think about. When you're a known person right, in a small town or a relatively small – when you're a big fish in a relatively small pond, this kind of thing would worry me. And I think about this a lot. You're a target. Uh, so the, the story, it's because of the – I guess the freedom of records. This all went down a year ago. Um, yeah. But the New Orleans home of current Buffalo Bills D coordinator and former Saints D coordinator Rob Ryan's home 
uh, was almost robbed. Luckily, the plot was thwarted when some federal government employee in New Orleans got an accidental voicemail from the person trying to make plans to rob it. And here's the, here, here's the voicemail. He don't got no security, said a garbled voice, according to the court document attained by the New Orleans advocate. He's just a regular football coach. He ain't big like Lil Wayne or nobody that got bodyguards everywhere. Yeah. The caller then continued to compare the portly, long-haired brother of Rex, son of Buddy, with the codeine enthusiast rapper from the Big Easy. He ain't like Lil Wayne, the voice said. He's just, he just a football coach, defensive coordinator of the Saints. He don't have no bodyguards in front of his house. Luckily, the cops were able to patrol Rex's neighborhood while they traced the calls back to two suspects who had already been thrown in the pokey for separate crimes by the time the police figured it out. But Brian, since the caller thought it was important to compare the two, perhaps we should have a little game. It's yeah. called It's called Who Said It? Rob Ryan or Lil Wayne? Okay. All right. All right. I got I like six this. of them. Ready? Number one. Okay. Yeah. Number one. Our defense is as tough as there is. Our players are tough, and we got the best coaches, so we're looking forward to this month. Is that Rob or Lil Wayne? Ugh. I mean, Lil Wayne is a big sports fan. I've seen him on Conan O'Brien yeah. playing video games. Yeah, I've he seen, does. He's been on SportsCenter. Mm-hmm. I also, I just Raps saw. Raps about athletes. I also saw that he's selling his Miami mansion because people, for situations like this, people keep bugging him there. Mm-hmm. And he's got a skate park on the roof. I mean, the guy's pretty tied in. I'm going to say. Seems like there'd that, be a big market for houses with skate parks on the roof. I know. I, I'm going to say that's Little Wayne. No, sorry. That was oh, Rob Ryan. Shit. All right, number two. I'm like Niagara, but I get right back up like Viagra. Mm. Mm. Rob Ryan. Wheezy. Wheezy. Number three. This is our team. They don't coach our team. We do. Well, he, this is little Wayne could be talking about the cash money millionaires Mm -hmm. that he rolls with. That's his crew. I'm going to say little Wayne. That's little Wayne. Rob Ryan. Fuck. They've got a back back there. He isn't pretty, but he hurts people. He runs them over. Okay. That's clearly football related. Rob Ryan. Oh, you nailed that one. Good job. I know, I was, yeah. All right, last two. I got okay. ice. Ridiculous price. Your camera never saw a picture this nice. Ooh, well, they were going to rob Rob Ryan. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's because he was bragging about his ice. I'm going to say Rob Ryan. Wheezy. Oh, L- last one. Okay. I'm looking in the mirror, and I see a dollar sign. I had a cat scan, and I had money on my mind. Mm. Rob Ryan used to play football. He could be worried about CTE. Mm, Rob good. Ryan. Sorry, Wheezy. Wow, shit. You did get that one right. I'm, I'm impressed. That was hard. One for five. <laughs> That's the Mendoza line, 200. <laughs> that was the dumbest game, but I just, just the comparison. I saw the side-by-side pictures of those two, and I was like, wow. That's, that's an interesting connection you're making between those two guys. Yeah, that is. Also, who leaves voicemails? Like, <laughs> Right. You see that they called. I recently, my voicemail was full. Like I had not cleared out the cachet of voicemails in years. And somebody texted me. They're like, hey, your voicemail's full. And I'm like, cool. And I just left it full. So (laughs) you cannot leave me a voicemail if you even want to, because I've filled it up. I'm not. I'm not unfilling it. Yeah, I'm not too OCD. 
But for some reason, I hate yeah. when the little number appears when there's a voicemail, so I delete oh, I it, it when I get it. I hate, yeah, I hate it too. But I just highlight it. I just, I just, just swipe it, over. and then you delete it, and you don't have to listen to the message. Well, you know what? That's actually good, because when you have to delete, this is the one, this is the one failing of the iPhone, of the Apple designers. Mm-hmm. Deleting voicemails is a huge pain in the ass. You have to swipe each individual one and delete it. Yeah, that is. You funny. can't, like, bulk. You can't, like, do a... Highlight like take eight like in a row, four fingers at once. Maybe if you could do that. Yes, four. Fi- hey, calm. Now that's like Max and Box. Four fingers at once. Okay. <laughs> Before we move on, Ed, I yeah. have some fantastic news for the listeners of this program. What do you got? This is something we did as a group. Okay. Herman Marshall whiskey is now available in Oklahoma and Louisiana. Whoa, we did it. That's right. That is the power of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, guys. Thanks to you and your steadfast support of Herman Marshall Whiskey. The people that know good whiskey in Oklahoma and Louisiana said, hey, we want Herman Marshall too. So now, when you're in New Orleans and you order a delicious Sazerac cocktail. As you're planning to rob... Rob Ryan. Right. On your way over to (laughs) Rob Ryan's house to rob it. You can order that drink with that incredible Herman Marshall, Texas rye. And now after big game, Bob gags, another one or central Michigan, (laughs) hail Mary's all of the the cow pokes out of the game. T Boone Pickens squad. Yes. The good citizens of Oklahoma can tamp their pain with a smooth glass of Herman Marshall, Texas bourbon. And Ed, even though the Baller Lifestyle Podcast is using our considerable reach to get Herman Marshall whiskey outside of Texas, Mm -hmm. it will always be grain-to-glass Texas, distilled in Texas from Texas corn and crystal-clear East Texas water. See for yourself, guys. Grab a bottle of their Texas bourbon, rye, single malt, or temptress, next time you're at a local bar, restaurant, or spirits retailer, grain to glass, Herman Marshall, smooth Texas whiskey. How cool is that, Ed? That is awesome. And I'll tell you one state it's not in yet, and it really could have been useful, would be New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. I, had, I had a wedding this weekend. Oof. And it wasn't just, I mean, it was it was a, uh, a cool cousin um, right. and I, I like a lot of, uh, a lot of my dad's side of the family. Yes. You know, they're fun Irish drinkers and all, but okay, so this wasn't, this wasn't one of those dry weddings I've heard of. Um, that, that, okay. that's never okay. going to happen for me. Okay. Good. Uh, I'm not, I'm aggressively trying not to drink, uh, right now, but I'm yeah, going to a wedding. Same. I'm going to fucking drink. I'm not, I'm not going sober in a wedding, but anyway, no. the, the, the spirit uh, choices. They had a good beer selection. The sp- the brown alcohol, it was mm. like half a bottle of Jack Daniels, and uh. and people were 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 using that to make their Jack and Cokes because there were a lot of younger people at the wedding. Right, right. So like, I I just had to have I had to have beer. I mean, it was you uh. know it was good as Fat Tire or Goose Island. You know, there were right. some decent choices, but like. I kind of wanted to just have some brown booze, and yeah, I get that. If Herman Marshall was there, it would have been a big hit. But instead, 
No, just some crummy half of a Jack Daniels. Well, we've gotten it. We've gotten it into Oklahoma. We've gotten it into Louisiana, New Orleans. That's huge. It's right. It's That's growing. the drinking capital of the United States. So that's it's right. only a matter of time. That's it's going to grow exponentially from there, all because of our listeners, Herman Marshall whiskey. Good job, everybody. A place you probably won't ever be able to get Herman Marshall at <laughs> is in India. <laughs> a buddy of mine told me a story one time. He was he was backpacking around. This is like early twenties. He's seeing the world with a backpack. Mm. He was travel. He was traveling through India, and he's like, "I paid the equivalent of like fifteen dollars to stay a couple nights at a family's house." I guess this is like a practice. Like people will sort of open up their homes to that sounds travelers. like a nightmare. Well, he said it wasn't bad because the the mom cooked for you. You know, you had a bed. But he said that the the plumbing wasn't what you would call modern. And he said one night he was sitting outside in the evening, just kind of sitting out on the porch, chilling, and the house was kind of next to a river. And there was this this piece of wood that like leaned next to the house and kind of one end was in the river and it kind of leaned up against the hill next to the house. And he was, and it, he was kind of wondering, like, what's that piece of wood doing there? He just kind of thought it was odd. Uh-huh. And then, and then he looked over and he saw the grandma walk outside oh. and squat down over the piece of wood oh, and no. relieve herself, urinate onto the piece of wood, onto like a groove into the piece of wood, so that her urine would run down the piece of wood into the river. That is disgusting. Well, Ed, uh-huh. India seems to be aware of this because they've gone on a public toilet building spree and they're now trying to shame people who may not be inclined to use proper plumbing into doing so. An aggressive new campaign ridicules those who are no longer poor but continue to defecate in the open. (laughs) A practice that remains common in rural India despite its growing wealth and trappings of modern life. Television commercials and billboards now carry a message that strike at the heart of the Indian contradiction of being the world's fastest growing major economy and also where relieving oneself in the open is the norm in most villages. The norm? Apparently, Ed, they've got new ads with taglines like, only the habit of using a toilet is real progress. And one, oh one, in the voice of chil- <laughs> one in the voice of children, uncle, you wear a tie around your neck, shoes on your feet, but you still defecate in the open? What kind of progress is this? Ask <laughs> a child it's in catchy. one commercial. Another says, you may have a smartphone in your hand, but you still squat on train tracks. <laughs> Oddly specific. Very. Ed, let's be honest. Isn't there something sort of liberating about the cool fall air against your exposed dong during a delightful outdoor whiz? <laughs> there is something to be said for that. 
when you've got to go sure. and you're 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 tailgating or something, you, yeah. you just open you you do behind the car door. You open it up right. to block, but yeah. But I I think there's more than just pissing. I mean, this is this is a yeah, problem with people shitting outdoors. I think so. I, think I mean, it's so Ed. I've seen the issue. Just let me remind you. I've seen the movie Slumdog Millionaire like maybe yeah. twice, so I know a thing or two about India. That and chicken, that chicken Slumdog oh, Millionaire is so pretty banging. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I gotta think the cops need to need to like have substantial fines. I mean, there cannot be shitting going on outside. We've had our code brown moments, but they're all about, right. you know, terrible things that happen to us. Yeah. When people are accident. just, you know, taking a dump on on the fucking train tracks, there should be a cop there and just say, "All right, give me your phone. We're good. We're going to take your phone for the next week. Second offense, 6 months." Like we Yeah. But I will say I was I was I was skeptical how far our reach could go internationally. Right. The fact that one of the largest countries in the world has resorted to public shaming tells Second me most we populous. Yeah. We we're onto something. I'm I'm giving us credit for this. Public shaming is the way to go and there needs it, to be more of it. I haven't looked in a while, but I I know for a fact that this show has been downloaded in India before. This mm-hmm. show has been downloaded all over the world. Mission accomplished. Yeah, it might. I, I'm gonna have to double check and see if our clicks have gone up in the India portion of the world because they might be listening to us by this like whole by like half a be, billion maybe by now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's shutting down the servers. It could be. It could be India that's doing this. Yeah, public shaming. This is this is ours. We we're we're doing this. Totally, we do this. Proud of us. Good for us, Ed. Mm-hmm. I have been afraid to admit something to myself. What? But I fear I may have lost something dear to me. Oh, no. What happened? My, my medallion. I've, I've checked everywhere, Ed. I, it's, of course, I've looked against my smooth, tanned, glistening chest <laughs> behind my three open buttons, undone floral shirt. It's not there. <laughs> I've looked inside of the satin bag where I keep all my cool rings. <laughs> and of course, first place I looked, inside my fanny pack. That's a good place to look. But it's nowhere to be found, Ed. And <clears throat> I feel like I know people know what it's like to lose things. And I know someone specifically who can identify with my pain. <laughs> and that's... Whoever left a fresh human heart in a park in Ohio. (laughs) Ed, police are on the lookout, but they're not sure. They're still trying to trace a human heart discovered in a field in Ohio back to its rightful owner. Sometime in August, an EMS crew was called to a small town outside Cleveland and to an open field where they saw, where they found a strange bag in the grass. And when they looked inside the sack, they found what appeared to be a freshly dissected human heart. (laughs) Quote, it was fresh, it wasn't decomposed, said the local police chief. The paramedics weren't sure what they had, so they called us. (laughs) 
I've, I feel like a, a paramedic should have enough training to be able to recognize a human heart, but I, you know, I don't know. Like outside of the body, it probably looks a little different. But this is Ohio. Ed, They've seen exposed hearts. It's true. Ed, no one is certain who the heart belonged to or even if it even belonged to a human at all. Human hearts can look apparently like dog, pig, and chimpanzee hearts. Although I would argue that it's having a chimpanzee heart would be a little even weirder than having a human heart, right? Yeah. I, I think there was a movie where a guy had a chimpanzee heart, but that's was a that Jeff story. Fahey? <laughs> Was that, was that the great Jeff Fahey from Lawnmower Man? <laughs> I think, or maybe, 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 yeah. I mean, Jeff Fahey has been on a lot of cable movies when you've flipped around back in the day, right. and one of them had to involve him having a, a, a chimpanzee heart or something. I'm nearly certain that was Jeff Fahey. Quote, but they're pretty sure it's not chimpanzee, Ed. Quote, they're 95% sure it was human. But they want to make 100% sure. That's important. So their Ohio officials aren't, they're not sure yet, Ed, but they're, they're pretty sure. <laughs> Ed, considering this happened in Ohio, should we all be on the lookout for a Jeffrey Dahmer Jr. or John Wayne Gacy wannabe? I think maybe we should be looking out for a Mola Ram uh, wannabe, the guy from uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, the guy that the guy that pulls yeah, it out yeah, of the chest pulls it out. Yes, but usually those set on fire. I think after he pulls it out. But yeah, I think that's what's going on. Some guy in Ohio is like, you know, all the serial killer shit has been done. Yeah, I'm gonna just go watch a movie, see what you know ideas pop up. He watched Temple of Doom, and now that's what's going on. So we have to find a fire pit and some other stuff. And I think we're gonna find the next Molo Ram. Molo Ram, great pull. That's more obscure than Jeff Fahey. <laughs> okay, one more, Ed. I know you're going to like yeah. this. Yeah. An Italian court has ruled that it's legal to jerk it in public. <laughs> Italy's highest court, Ed La Corte de Cassazione, determined that a 69-year-old man who took his dick out in front of students on a college campus and just started jerking it right off. 69? Come on, buddy. Didn't actually commit a crime. The, the <laughs> Italian Supreme Court overturned a sentence from an appeals court stating the man known as Pietro L. Peter should go to prison for three months in addition to paying a fine. The highest court in the land ruled that Jerking it is not included in the law as a crime. Technicality, Ed. So amorous over there. Right. Ed, should we be surprised that in a country where not long ago the president was throwing bunga bunga parties loaded with 18-year-old hookers is just <laughs> totally okay with public wanking? Yeah. This Didn't they have a porn star that got close to being president? Chichiolina. <laughs> I think that was in the 80s, yes. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think this is a real opportunity for maybe a European branch of Rain City Jacks. Oh, my God. I didn't think of that. Hi. Yes. I, I, I thought of an ad. Hi, I'm yes. former Seattle Seahawk quarterback Rick Meyer. And when I'm in the mood for some good pasta and some good old-fashioned jack-off session, I head to Rain, Rain City Jacks, Italy. <laughs> Hi, I'm former supersonic three-point assassin Detlef Shrimp, and when I want some Chianti and a stroke from behind the arc, I head to Rain City Jacks, Italy. 
<laughs> Hello, I'm former middleweight champion Marvin Hagler. And after, when I'm not reminiscing on my painful decision, split decision loss to Sugar Ray Leonard that sent me into Italian retirement where I now star in Westerns, I bounce out to Venice City Jacks. <laughs> wow. I mean, it, it'll, you know, I just watched that Michael Moore documentary, Where to Invade Next, and Europe has got, I know, like a lot of you guys jerk off, like USA, USA, go some other places. Yeah. Other than the public jerking off, these fucking guys have got it figured out. They are, they, they have sex, they take two hour lunches, they fucking drink wine, everybody's happy. I mean, it's good this times guy's over there. 69 years old and he still thinks it's all right to just jerk off. Pietro, right well, hey, Ed, like. Pietro took out his little Pietro. You, you've been on a college campus lately? There's a lot of scenery around there, especially in the summertime. They get the short shorts, the sundresses. Oh. You know? Uh, Pietro. The, the wedding. He's passionate. The wedding yeah. I was at. Oh, my God. Some creepy relative was like, yeah. it was like something like, ooh, they're. If only I were single or something like that. And oh, I was like, oh, so no, just just please just give me my beer and let me off this line. That is that is these, you know, these these creepy uncles, they know how to overstep a line. You hit a certain age and you just your filter goes away. Yeah. It's like you develop you you you're born without a filter then you develop a filter. And then at some point, like around age 60, that filter goes away. Yeah, it's weird. And oh, and then another thing about that wedding, I yeah. was, I, I went by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, How do you do it? My sister uh, and brother-in-law were there. Like it's, not, mm-hmm. I mean, I, it was family. I knew a lot of people, but sure. I got put at my mom's table. Oh. It was with her contemporaries, and I was oh. like, "Shit, I'm too old for the, you know, twenty-something table." Yeah. I, I bet got, you. Huh? I bet you were getting. Whizzed at that table. I bet you were having to answer a lot of questions. You know what I was doing? Lots of bathroom and bar breaks. I didn't oh, spend yeah. much time at that table. Good. That's a good move. Ed, our our very own Fancy Sauce of Baller Lifestyle pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce, is out of pocket once oh, no. again. Again. Unfortunate. Called away. So we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to wing this final segment of the program without her. It is fancy pop without our very own fancy sauce. First things first, we have some life coaching to get to, Ed. Via right. the voicemail. Let's That's check right. in. Let's see what's going on in the voicemail box. Hi, good morning. Um, this is Shannon from Forward, and I was just having a little bit of life coaching that I needed. Um, I'm getting uh, 75 junk mail emails a day, Russian brides and Oof. how to solve your diabetes. And it's really stressing me out. And what do I do? Do I change emails? And just if someone that's known me since I was 13 has always known my email and then I just lose that email or I just need to know what to do. Thank you. Wow. Ed. Mm-hmm. We are very, very popular amongst the female segment. I did notice that. I did women, notice that. Women love us, and I got to be honest, very nice to hear from Shannon in Fort Worth. Very, very. And, and Shannon, 
this is a real quandary. This is a real life coaching dilemma because I feel like we've all been in this situation. Ed Daly? I was in this situation maybe about seven years ago. Same. Uh, my first ever email, I, my first ever email was in college. Like yeah. a, my, yeah. when I signed up freshman year, that was like my first email. So I got out of college and I got a Hotmail account. Yeah, Hotmail. And I, and I kept it until about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I switched over to Gmail. Yep. But every product, and I still do it to this day, I sign up with my Hotmail. And so yep. that Gmail has stayed pristine for seven years. Same. I don't, I don't sign up any product, nothing. So that's what you have to do. You have to find whatever new Gmail or whatever you want to use. Find something new. And then you, you, you have to monitor the old one, sort of. Yeah. But but to just take all the shit away. And then when you get an email on the, the, the new Gmail or whatever it is, then you know you actually want to read it. And that's, that's the move. You have to do it, though. Because yes. you, yeah. can't, you can't be sifting every day of your life. No. This is, this is exactly, this is, I've, that's the exact advice. I, same thing. I had one email that I started in probably 1995 and I, all of a sudden inundated with junk. So what I did is exactly what I did. I started a, a, not a professional email, but just a regular correspondence with friends, email, a Gmail account that I never sign up for any not a single uh, newsletter, not not shopping, nothing. nothing. I used Amazon, the, nothing, yep. nothing. And I use the old email for that, so then I can just go through and just go delete, delete, delete. Because I'm delete. You delete most of those newsletter emails anyway. Maybe read. You know, you get your slate or your dig, your news emails. You read those. Delete all the rest. And it's just like one quick swoop. Here's my newsletters and junk, and here's my real shit over on this other one. Right. That's what you do. That's the only, your only choice. Um, yeah, that's. But that's don't the, don't forget yeah. you that Never new one. That Never new one's up. just for friends. Yeah, unfortunately, no products, no companies. Unfortunately, something there's like a new fishing sort of email thing. Well, I don't mm. know if it's new, but it's new to the it's it's hit the baller lifestyle email somehow. Damn. I think because of the because our our email is mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com, I they feel like just, that's yeah, just a common uh, prefix, and so they just hit every kind they just hit every kind of email with that prefix because I'm getting all these like please and it's all attachments and it's like but see here's the other thing I'm on a Mac and so there there ain't no there ain't no uh, viruses to hit your Mac. Not that I'm opening random attachments, but I'm getting, I'm getting like hundreds every single day where it's like, here's your invoice you requested with an attachment all to the baller lifestyle email. Here's another thing net. You never hit the unsubscribe or you never respond with like, do not send or anything like that because I'm sure everybody knows this. That just tells them that they've reached a real person that now they can sell that email. That's that's the drop of blood. The shark needs. Yes, exactly. Um, And a, and a, you know, a cousin to this whole thing. Yes. Is you, you sign up when you have to sign up your phone number. I use my home phone number that I never use the phone. They're they're muted. Yes. 
It's part what? of my it's part of my FiOS package, but it just sits there muted the phone itself, but everything goes to that because I don't want some company calling my cell phone. That's yeah. unacceptable. I stayed at a hotel and the hotel like sold my fucking email to like one of those timeshare deals. Oh no. Where they could try call me and try to sell me a timeshare like once a week. And they, they won't they won't stop. No, they never stop. It, I tell them to fuck off every time. I'm not buying a fucking timeshare. Okay, Ed, since Kate is not here, no fancy sauce. Uh, let's wing some pop culture news. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here's here's one I've just seen. I'm just gonna go on. I'm just gonna hit like TMZ and hit you with the big ones. But this one I've seen, and this one I, I do want to talk about. Remember Nelly, former Cardinals supposed farmhand, the rapper Nelly. He was he was a Cardinals farmhand. I heard. Well, I don't I don't know. He's from St. Louis. He wears a Cardinals jersey a lot, and he supposedly it's getting hot had, in here. had a taste of the had a taste of got drafted or something. I don't know. I could, that could be a rumor, but that's not important. This guy's best days are behind him, but apparently he's still making money because the IRS wants 2.5 million bucks in back taxes from Nelly. And I guess he's having a hard time coming up with the money. Although in this picture I'm looking at right here, I feel like he could pay it with just these earrings. <laughs> But I saw some some whole thing where people want to help Nelly pay his IRS bill. So there's this there's this groundswell of support. Like GoFundMe shit. Worse, they want you to go on to every streaming service and just stream "Hot in Here," Nelly's big hit, just constantly. Just have it streaming all the time because he gets like half a penny for every time that song plays on a streaming service. <laughs> that is a pretty amazing way to fill up the bank. Yes. Um, I do. I I do remember he he did have a. I can't remember the song, but I did like the line. I'm a sucker for cornrows and manicured toes. That's that. Was uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I I do recall that line. Um. He he. I was not a fan. You know, he's a bit pop for me. Well, hot and, hot in here was like it was like any you know song of the summer kind of thing. It was right. just like a. It was it was like a top forty kind of shit. Big hit, but. The the band aid on the face. Very, yeah, well, was a, that, that was, was weird. Before thing. I think we started seeing the teardrop tattoos. Right, it was like kind of like a shout out. Like it was, was kind of like, hey, letting like I'm hard or something. I, no, I don't it was know. just somebody somebody who died or was in jail, and then all of a sudden, you, then people like the game showed up, and it was like, nah, we don't need oh, the band aid yeah. on the face. Oh, yeah. This, I'll tell you what, we don't need something else that the game's got. We don't need to Holy see that shit. ever oh. again. I remember when Michelle saw that picture and she was like, oh, that can't be real. And I was like, perfect. She doesn't even think this stuff exists. No, it had to be Photoshopped. <laughs> She's been with me for 20 years. She does. She right. thinks it's this is an impossibility yes. a man yeah. could be that big. This is, no, these are, this is the size <laughs> they come right here. This one that I have. Biggest there's out there. And just me. In those, in those movies, you know what it is? They always just have girls that with really small hands and pornos. <laughs> like it's just, that's just a normal size one. Yeah. You're they at. get, the, they get girls with T-Rex arms. That's what's yeah, the, going on. The girls in those movies are like midgets. Ed, here's something you're, you are very much a child of the eighties. No uh-huh. one is more better versed on the eighties than you. What do you Mickey got? Schroeder 
the Ricker. Headed to divorce court. His <sighs> wife, Andrea Schroeder, is cutting him loose after 24 years of marriage. And I got to be honest, the Ricker is looking pretty old. The, the wife, pretty attractive. Oh, no. Now, I got to look this up. Ricker I, used to be, you know, tiger yeah, beat heartthrob. No, he's looking old. And I, I will say this. I remember um, I remember the Ricker coming on the Howard Stern show, and I believe he is a devout Mormon. Oh. So I'm not sure how divorce, divorce plays in the, uh, in the Mormon church, but I don't, you know, I'm, I'm sure they, they can't be too into it. Uh, oh, that luck. wife. That's not bad looking, right? I'm looking. I'm looking at the picture you're probably because it's got them side by side. Yeah. Although you know, <laughs> yeah, he looks like he looks like the color gray. Yeah. Well, they didn't. They you know, it's the lighting is a little bit off. They don't pick <laughs> the best picture of someone. But yeah, he looks kind of nicked up, and he looks gray. He's got gray skin right now. Yes. Very very not gray, gray hair. Gray skin. Um, yeah, he's very sallow. Okay, well, thoughts and prayers. Although, you know, speaking from experience, the, the a divorce, not always the saddest thing. Gives everybody a chance to start over. Do, right. you know, get, get, a, get the reset a, button. Yeah, get a new thing going for yourself. Uh, okay, here's something I saw and I still don't get. You know, you know, disgraced American swimmer Ryan Lochte, Ed? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. He's apparently on Dancing with the Stars, which is apparently still a show. I guess wow. last night, or this, during the last taping, some guys rushed the stage. I'll just read. Ryan Lochte was on the verge of being attacked Monday night during a live season premiere of Dancing with the Stars, and the men who rushed the stage were taken down by security and detained. Lochte had just finished a foxtrot with Cheryl Burke. Foxtrot? These dancers on these shows, pretty good bodies. And this Cheryl Burke is, I've seen her and she's not too bad. And they were standing next to Tom Berger on the host. That guy stacks a lot of chips hosting shows. To get the judges feedback when a group in the audience ripped their shirts open to reveal the round symbol symbol for no Lochte on their shirts. <laughs> Are they Brazilian? Like what? The, the group was booing the stage and they rushed him. Luckily, Lochte was protected and these, these guys were arrested for criminal trespassing. Ed, this has to be something that was orchestrated by Lochte himself. There cannot be anti-Lochte zealots out there, can there? <laughs> yeah, and... Think of how much they'd have to be paid for this because now they've got to go to jail and they're going to have to do community service or something. When people ask them what or when they, you know, if, if they've committed a crime, what was it? They got to say they rushed the stage at Dancing with the Stars. That's, that's the most embarrassing fate of all. Awful. Awful. What, you know. what is the, but what is the, the end game here? Are they... Are they Brazilians that are still pissed off about that sign at the men's room? We don't. We don't know. We, he's, a, he's a he's a moron. But he didn't actually he didn't actually do that much. He was just a drunken idiot one night. Nobody nobody can really be like that upset. Even the Brazilians can't be like, oh, he's 
damaged our re- world reputation. Like, I just feel <laughs> like right. this, this had to be something orchestrated by Ryan Lochte. And I will say this, just having looked at the picture, I really, really, really would like one of those no Lochte shirts. If somebody can find one somewhere, it's a, <laughs> it's a, and, I'm looking at it now. It, it, it is pretty, and, and it's clearly was done by one of these guys because you would like to make it more clear and for the letters to fit inside the red circle. Like this was somebody who just like was clicking and dragging a, a circle with a slash on top of the word Lochte. Yes, it was. It's right. It's it, really crudely done. I, it, I'm guessing there aren't a lot of uh, pick, uh, copies out there. It looked like, it, yeah, it looks like Windows 95 clip art. Um, so something, I just made a tweet about this, and I'm, and this, um, I want to know what you think. This Hillary Clinton, you know, she, she fell ill recently, and apparently Bill has to sub for her at some, she's about to go collect some checks at some fundraisers here in LA. This is where the big money rolls in. Right. It's, these are like 35 grand a plate. And one of them was at Seth McFarlane's place. Any chance that Hillary is feigning this pneumonia situation <laughs> just so she doesn't have to go over to, uh, to Seth McFarland's and see him regale the crowd with his yeah. Sinatra standards and his please, big band. Please no more uh, Stewie impressions or Sinatra <laughs> standards. Please. No mas. Uh I tweeted about the sickness thing because, you know, back to just being inundated, they, people kept talking about the sickness thing and – I, I mean, all these polls, I, I refuse to believe there's anyone undecided. No. And so when they say, oh, she's sick, so does that mean that somebody who was going to vote for her would find him more palatable than Tim Kaine if she died a day into office? Like, all of this talk is just talk. Please leave us alone. It's over. Everyone's decided. It's over. The, the race yes. is over already. It's not, it's not going to change. Trump's think- not going to win. Yeah, the the whole thing is that they're vying for, you know, like 8% in the middle, like the the people that don't have a, a dog in the fight is is who they're fighting over. And it really comes down to just a few people in a few states that they're really battling over, which is why that's, right. you know, where, where they're, why they're always in Ohio and Pennsylvania and Florida. Uh, but yeah, I, the great... But the Seth MacFarlane thing, geez, that's, that's yes. I mean, how bad do you really need that money? Yes, the uh, the the great Cornlog on Twitter, I think, summed it up pretty well when he said, uh, uh, I, "I'm paraphrasing." He said, uh, "Hillary got a bacterial infection, so it looks like now I got to vote for the guy who wants to put people in concentration camps." <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's sign off with that. <clears throat> um, oh, also, R.I.P. Alexis Arquette. Yeah, do we know the cause? I don't. No. I mean, I'm not going to speculate. No, but I'm saying, like, did, was did somebody say suicide or drugs, or was it just like assumed no, it's something it's lengthy, lengthy illness? I didn't think that ha- people died of that anymore. I didn't either. I didn't even. That's think why. That's they, why I ruled that out because I thought that was a not a thing anymore. I thought it was exclusively a sub-Saharan African thing. I right. I, I didn't realize that when uh, that before Alexis transitioned, Pulp Fiction. When, when she was a man, she was the guy in Pulp Fiction with the hand yeah. cannon who shot who shot 
uh, at Jules and and uh, Vincent and missed. Yes, yes. Well, and then, then, yes. then, like two years later, became the uh, the backup and the wedding singer. Right. Which was actually a funny the the that movie, although it's a pretty lousy Adam Sandler. The Steve Buscemi scene in that where he's shit faced is amazing. Steve Buscemi is a treasure. Yeah, when he gives the drunken best man speech and he's like, I guess those were hookers. And then he he goes, best man, he raises his glass, he goes, best man, then he goes, better man, and then walks away. (laughs) So good. (laughs) He grabs the guitar and goes, I'm the best guitar player in the world. (laughs) So good. I love that. Uh, Okay, let's sign off there. All right. No, hopefully we'll get Fancy Sauce back. She's been very busy with the project, so I know people get set when she's not here i feel like we did a great job i just went on tmz and hit all the fucking big stories yeah i think we we did good enough i mean this is we're just we're just a bridge here we're just we're just getting to the the next time where a credible person can talk about this stuff. that's right absolutely okay so for ed daily for the absent fancy sauce i'm brian beckner this has been episode 135 of the baller lifestyle podcast cast from theballerlifestyle.com we will see you next week goodbye